0: You know, as a kid, I had 14 baby teeth pulled out of my mouth. So based on the eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, there's a part of me that feels I should have been able to pull out some of my dentist's teeth at some point during my childhood. Just a thought. This is one of the most challenging Gospels that we face in all of Scripture because it is very direct, it's very personal for all of us because every one of us has had a time where we have been wrong. We can can call it to mind. There have been times that we have been hurt, times that we have been treated unjustly. And it hurts us when this happens to us, and very often we want to get even, right? Because it's a matter of justice, giving someone what is owed to them. Something has happened to us, so therefore someone else deserves punishment. This is true for us as Americans, of course. We stand for truth, justice, and the American way. There's that wonderful phrase that we like to say, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Because we want to get even. We need to reply in equal, for, equal way, measure for measure. Now make no mistake about it, justice is important. A society can't function without it. And it's a great virtue for all of us to cultivate in our own lives, of giving to other people what is owed for them. But the lesson of today's gospel is that justice cannot be deprived of charity, and that every act in our lives should be an act of love, whether we are giving out mercy or having to dispense a little bit of justice. And this is especially true in how we deal with those who disagree with us, or people who we might consider adversaries or who might oppose us, because there's no shortage of enemies or adversaries in our world today. You think about it, if you have a very strong opinion about something, there's seven billion people in the world, so chances are there's a good amount of people who would disagree with you about that very thing. We know that our world is extremely polarized today. I dare say it's probably more polarized than at any other point in my life. Again, and what's our response to this most of the time? Most of the time we just simply close in, right? We only wanna live with people who might look like us. Sometimes we might only wanna be associated with people who act like us, or sometimes we might only respect those who think like us. If you want evidence of this, just go look on cable news. The sniping, the back and forth, the anger and the resentment that you see there. Or even go on Facebook, or better yet, don't go on Facebook, uh, don't do that. Uh, trust me, there's a lot of anger and resentment if you go on Facebook, just about our world today. And again, it seems very often that our people in our world seem to care only about those who look, act, and think the same way that we do. And for those who aren't, well, tough luck. You know, just how the cookie crumbles. We only respect those who might think like we do. But again, as Christ said in the Gospels today, there's nothing remarkable about that. Even Pharisees and tax collectors can do the same. Anyone can respect people who might think the way that they do. There's nothing remarkable about that. And, and, and in a sense, we live in a world of pagans and tax collectors. But as Christians... And especially as Catholics, we are called to more. We have to be saints in a world of pagans and tax collectors. We can't be afraid to live with other people who might not look like us. We can't be afraid to associate with people who might not act like us. And we must respect those who might not think like us. Again, Christ didn't say that we all had to agree on the same things or that we shouldn't have any enemies, period. He implied it in this gospel that we will have enemies, that we will disagree with other people. And that's not a bad thing. The bad thing isn't that we we have different opinions or that we might be very adamant about very specific truths like the sanctity of life or the definition of marriage or even the dignity and worth of every human person. It's not a bad thing that we have these very firm beliefs. What's bad sometimes is how we might treat other people who disagree with us on these things. And so our response must be one of tolerance. Now, an important point has to be made here because the world's definition of tolerance is flat out horrendous, right? It's terrible. Worldly tolerance means no no disagreeing at all. We all have to believe the very same thing. That, that phrase, you need to be more tolerant, is essentially code for, you need to adopt my opinion, or you need to agree with my views. Again, or, or, or you have to sing kumbaya and have a coexist bumper sticker on your car like I do. And this is flat out wrong. That's not tolerance. Because in order to tolerate someone, you have to disagree with them. Think about it. When is the last time any of us have tolerated a beautiful sunny day? No, you tolerate the rain. You tolerate the things that you disagree with, or those things that are difficult for us to deal with, and then you put up with them. Or, as Catholics, we're called to disagree and then love in return. That's true tolerance. And there will be disagreements. That's that's a natural part of life. There should be truths and teachings that we should never compromise on in our faith, But we're called to love those who might disagree with us on these things, no matter what. A great example of this, I think, would be the life of Mother Teresa. Uh, In her work in New York City, especially in the 1980s, uh, the AIDS virus was an epidemic among many of the people that she was serving. And Mother Teresa would have been the first to say that she vehemently disagreed with lifestyles that went against the Church's teachings, and she said it very often but she also opened up the very first aids clinic in new york city because she saw the people who might have who she might have disagreed with their lifestyle as children of god and she loved them no matter what or maybe look at her work in india you know she would have vehemently disagreed with the hindu faith's teachings on the divinity of christ she would have said they are flat out wrong but look at how many hindu people she treated on the streets of calcutta her whole life was a ministry to people with whom she disagreed. And she never compromised on the, on the faith of the church or on the faith of our gospel or the teachings that we hold so dear as Catholics. But Mother Teresa loved her adversaries or the many people who might have derided her or even those with whom she simply disagreed because she saw them as children of God and loved them no matter what. And that's the example for us today of how to love our enemies. So we are called to do the same as Christ and his mother Teresa did. To never compromise on the truths of our faith or the truths of the moral life. We are called to love those who might disagree with us on these things or who might oppose us in return. Because Christ calls us to do more than what this world might expect of us. The world expects us to be just and to only exhibit justice, but Christ calls us to justice and to love. And Let's remember that this command to love extends to all, to those who might agree with us or to those who might disagree with us, no matter what.